So welcome to 15 Minutes with 15 West. Um, we are taking a little bit of a different version uh, this week. We're actually going to be discussing remote onboarding, which is something that is here to stay. A lot of people are talking about not going back into the office. So what we thought would be good this week was to talk about our experiences of remote onboarding. Uh, my name's George Turner. I'm our head of operations and joining me is Mariah Dugan, who we remotely onboarded in New York, uh, having never met us, um, and we wanted to talk a little bit about our experiences. So Mariah, thank you very much for joining me. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, so I thought it'd be good uh, for everyone if you kind of just started off uh, giving us a bit of an idea about kind of how you felt about your remote onboarding process, both sort of beforehand and also um, sort of during and then after it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think beforehand, I was extremely nervous. Um, and I think during it, I was also extremely nervous. Um, it's something that I've never done before, never done recruiting as well. So um, starting from a company that was in the UK just brought a lot of nerves, but also a lot of excitement because I've never done this before. So I never had any expectations. I didn't know what to look forward to. I didn't know what not to do, what to do. So. I think it was very well operated. Um, we had some hiccups, which is just natural. Um, but I think at the beginning of it, I think the first week is the most crucial. I felt very at home. I felt very welcomed, even with a five-hour time difference, um, which is really hard to do. Um, and I think that there was a lot of information that was being brought at me, but that's just how it works in the recruitment world, especially for somebody who's never done this before. Um, but then I had Sarah and George and Lisa. I had different meetings every day. I was always busy um, and I learned a lot. And then looking back at it now, I mean, I wouldn't change it. I wish I could have met you guys in person, <laughs> um, but either way, I wish I could have, I wouldn't have changed it for a thing. Um, I've had to work a lot independently. I've had to learn a lot about myself and my learning curves. Um, and I've had to, you know, look at other ways of operations and having to find the answers on my own, but then also knowing that you guys were there for me. So from the beginning to the middle to the end, from now, I think it's been a whirlwind of an experience. So it's been good. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks. Um, and I guess we were quite lucky in um, some of the tools that we actually be able, uh, that we had as a company to be able to use with you. So um, I must give a really big shout out to the Recruitment Network and Gordon Stoddart there, who um, before we started this whole process, um, gave us access to uh, the Recruitment Performance Cycle, which is an absolutely fantastic tool that we were able to use um, with Mariah. And you can load up all sorts of um, information on there, be it documentation, videos. Um, it really allows for kind of like a multimedia, multifaceted kind of onboarding process um, that allowed us as a company uh, to be able to kind of put in uh, not only all of our training manuals, our policies, our systems, um, but also different bits and pieces that could allow um, you to kind of do a bit of your own learning as well. Because while everybody uh, loves a, a classroom environment, there's only so long that you can listen to somebody talking at you um, about stuff before you kind of want to get your hands on it uh, and 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 kind of uh, get get let loose on not only kind of like a CRM system, but 
how we operate, our, our templated sort of policies and things like that. So we were really, really lucky with that. And I think that did play quite a good um, part in being able to, to really schedule um, what was quite an in-depth two-week um, induction for you, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was. I think I had a lot of training um, and there was a lot of online learning by myself, which was also nice because I, everyone has their own different ways of learning things and seeing on a computer how lovely it was to see your face every day, George, <laughs> for three hours might have been a little bit long. Um, so it was nice to have like my own learning set and then being able to like hop on a call with you and talk about what I did and then learning that, um, which also helped me, you know, with the process and all the things that I'm learning now. So it was good. And so from, from your kind of experience and from your learning, what would you potentially look at changing next time? Um, let's say I was doing this again with somebody completely remotely and obviously notwithstanding the fact that you're in New York, I'm in London, there's a five hour time difference. We can't always, unfortunately, spend every single waking minute of every day doing your kind of induction and your onboarding. What would you sort of look to change um, for, for future people coming into not just our business, but maybe any kind of business? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know I was the first one, so I was definitely um, the startup. So I think moving forward, I mean, we had scheduled out plans. Obviously, those plans kind of got messed up sometimes. Um, but I think a big thing for me was it was hard for me not to be able to like have you guys on the phone all the time. So maybe more of a clear, concise of what to do on the other half of my day, um, just like exactly like this is what you do on LinkedIn. This is how you what training you should do. Um, things along those lines. Um, and then, you know, just the next morning having to talk about those and like telling you exactly what we did, which we did a lot of those things, um, which I think was really important was like going back and not just like not going over what we had assigned for the next day. Um, and then, you know, just making sure that the meetings that I'm having are very productive. Um, and that because nobody wants to spend two hours on a phone call so we can get something done in an hour, give a 15 minute break and then go back on a new phone call. So, I would say, you know, making sure all, all things are concise and, you know, things are really important, very strategic, but also making sure you're having fun and adding some good laughs in there because, you know, it can be stressful being the person on the other side, never doing this before. Um, so just reminding them to, you know, take it step by step and day by day um, and no pressure on having to, you know, do something within a week's time or two weeks time because you'll end up learning it. And I've been doing this for five months and I still have a lot to learn so yeah. yeah, and I think that's the, I think that's one of the big sort of takeaways from us is that obviously um, in an ideal world we would have at least been onboarding within sort of the same country, the same time difference. Um, so there would have been a lot more of that kind of natural day-to-day uh, -day support. Um, whereas obviously with the time difference, there was quite a lot of the self-learning was done in your your afternoon, which was our kind of evening. And while we did sort of um, make sure that you were kind of shadowing um, our consultants on calls and things like that. I do firmly believe that even though there are companies that are potentially not looking at going back into the office full stop from, from an onboarding standpoint, I, I think that that at least face-to-face -face, um, element for those first couple of weeks is so important for mm -hmm. people. Um, and there is really no kind of um, 
there's no substitute for for that kind of experiential learning that you get from just overhearing conversations from people in the office um being able to you know just turn around and say how would you do this versus right i need to schedule a call i need to i need to take up maybe some more time um so i think from what we we've definitely seen as, as as a company is that there is very much still a place for that kind of workplace experiential learning obviously given the current climate that we are in uh, that makes it that much sort of harder to do so yeah the communication piece i would say is definitely one of the biggest keys that we could have to any kind of onboarding remotely absolutely i think what's made our relationship stronger is that i can just pick up the phone and call and call you or Corsair or carlisa or call any of the consultants and i think that was very very clear at the beginning of my journey with you guys was that you always told me no matter what time or no matter what day it is you know like just pick up the phone and give me a call or hop on teams and give me a call so communication for us was on point and i think that was probably one of the best things that came out of me being onboarded remotely so i always felt very supported and i always felt like i always could just pick up the phone if i needed to um, which is probably really crucial being five hours away. No, definitely. I mean, we're, we're very lucky. We live in a world now with Zoom and Teams that have come on so far leaps and bounds from kind of where we were before that it kind of, it, it did feel strange meeting you for the very first time because it didn't even feel like it was the first time. No, because I, I think I speak to you more than I speak to my family. So <laughs> I felt like I, I knew you, I knew Star, I knew Lisa. So when I met you guys for the first time, I just gave you a hug and I was like, yeah, let's just keep chatting like we always chat. So it was definitely the same thing. Um, and I was, I was more than happy to meet you guys in person, but also more than happy to be on the computer because it just kind of at this point feels same. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, I think the way that we'll kind of end this is maybe just giving some tips um, on anyone that is uh, from from a company standpoint, uh, remotely onboarding people, and then maybe from Mariah's standpoint, um, for, for people that are going into jobs uh, that are looking at how they're going to be onboarded remotely and kind of some of the questions that, that, that could be asked. So I guess from my side, from doing the onboarding from, from, from a company standpoint, I definitely think that understanding how people learn is, is one of the key things, uh, because while quite a lot of training courses might have a one size fits all approach, it's definitely not a one size fits all world that we live in. Um, I think that there are people that learn by doing, there are people that learn by watching and really understanding when you can't be there in person how people learn um, and being able to try and mimic and replicate that virtually is is one of the biggest sort of tips that we can possibly give uh, using our experience of this um, and I definitely think we touched on it just there the the communication the constant communication um, there are going to be times where you are going to have some other things that you need to do that you can't constantly be on a video call can't constantly be on a chat but allowing that constant communication where people don't feel that they're, you know, they're asking a stupid question. Why am I going to make this phone call? Like just giving them that kind of safe environment to say you need to you can ask anything you want of me. Um, we can go through anything you want over again. You know, if we're going too fast, tell me if you're going too slow and you want to speed it up, like tell me um, that that communication is is definitely um, key. And I guess the final piece that I would um, definitely say is 
to really try and develop some kind of learning and development tool where you house everything because I think having it in one place and having that accessibility um, people can check back some people don't like asking those kind of repeat questions oh I've been taught this but I can't quite remember it's not always going to go in at once and it might be that you just need to check it a couple of seconds and then you're back in the game and you've got it again but if you've got a clear structured tool that allows you to kind of progress through your learning and development and that kind of onboarding process, then it really, really helps not only the person doing the teaching, but I think it also helps the person doing the learning. Um, so those have been my three kind of tips from, from uh, a, a company sort of um, putting it out there. Mariah, what would be your tips for people that are actually about to experience uh, a remote onboarding process? Yeah, absolutely. I think because this has become the new norm and it's probably going to stick around for the foreseeable future, I think the viable question to ask at the beginning is what their onboarding process looks like. Um, you know, what is their day to day? How are they going to make you feel comfortable? What are, you know, the fun things that are inside of what's going on? Um, and make sure they have a clear, concise picture of kind of what that onboarding process looks like from the start. Um, I would also say that I think for my personal experience that your first week is pretty crucial or your first two weeks, um, just making sure that it's consistent and that, you know, it's just not all thrown all over the board or, you know, they're not contacting you in the morning or things along those lines. You need to make sure that you can trust the people that are onboarding you remotely because you're not going to have a chance to have that face-to-face -face conversation or go into the office the next day um, and things along those lines. So making sure that you trust them and that you this is a place that you really want to be um, and having those conversations before you even start or having those first week or two to like get more comfortable. Um, and then I would also say what you were saying before, making sure that they understand people learn very differently. Um, and I think that's one thing that I was really grateful, you know, being a part of this company is, you know, I learn things face to face. So having you guys on the, on the phone all the time was great because then I got to talk to you and ask you questions. Um, or like I needed a different place to work. So, you know, you helped me out by maybe getting me a hot test somewhere. Um, so understanding that people have to learn very different ways and that that's okay. And it has to be adaptable and like, don't be afraid to ask those questions or to slow down or to speed up or to have more calls than assignments or things along those lines, because it's very different learning from a computer than sitting next to somebody. So I would say, and also always have fun. <laughs> um, don't be afraid to put a smile on your face and enjoy it um, and take it step by step every single way because nobody knows how to do this right now. So we're all learning at the same time. No, that's, that's amazing. Well, Mariah, thank you um, very much for joining me and running through everything. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed your experience and we kind of <laughs> had some fun with it. Um, I did forget that. So that's, yeah, what definitely one of the big things is to try and make it enjoyable. Um, so yeah, hopefully everyone found this sort of quite informative. Uh, they can take a few bits and pieces from it. And uh, we look forward to sort of seeing them on the next episode of 15 Minutes with 15 West. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I, yes, I definitely enjoyed my experience at 15 West and I still do. So. <laughs> Amazing.